pair of eye wires or rims surrounding and holding the lenses in place, bridge which connects the two eye wires, the chassis, the combination of the eye wires and the bridge, top bar or bro bar, a bar just above the bridge providing structural support and our style enhancement. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact hoppers. I'm your open-air music festival, Kyle, and with me, as always, are my overpriced drink tickets. Uh, I'm Sky. And I'm Tim Light. Nice. Oh, Tim Light. <laughs> uh, Sky uh, just does sound like a drink. Sky <laughs> is a drink, Actually, yeah. yeah. Is it, uh, isn't it a vodka? Yeah, I oh, think it's yeah, Sky I think vodka. Right. Yeah. Very good. With uh, two Y's. Sky. <laughs> and an E, isn't it? Nope. Yeah, there's an E. Nope, just oh, S-K-Y-Y. Yeah. Maybe that's a different drink altogether. Mm-hmm. Sky. <laughs> okay. Sky. Okay. Well, uh, I have a very silly game for us tonight. Uh, I came across, um, I, I recently started listening to a, another podcast, a good podcast called the crypto naturalist. And they, in which they talk or is a, um, a ranger, so to speak, who goes town to town looking for, uh, you know, cryptids which is a thing that people apparently have opinions about now, which is not a thing that I was expecting people to ever have opinions about. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, the internet's weird, guys. And uh, that led me to a... uh, When I talked to Stephen about it, he mentioned uh, a certain thing that I I had never heard of before called the fur-bearing trout. Well, Um, um, sounds, sounds like an entendre. Good. Um, just, just a single one. Yes, a single entendre. <laughs> like it, like it's so obvious that it's just right there. Like, yeah. No, that's just it. That's it is just the joke. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, uh, well, it is. It's not directly that, but it is a Wikipedia page, and it's our starting page for tonight. All right. Uh, we're going to be starting at fur bearing trout, and uh, if you guys have never listened, or if our listeners, not you guys. You guys have listened to the show before, I, I, I assume. Uh, if our listeners uh, don't know how this game works, uh, these guys will be starting at that page and trying to find their way across Wikipedia using only the links on those pages to the page for sunglasses. Ooh. And, See, yeah. You're just completing the entire, like, Billy Bass kind of... Well, Tim... Pastiche, did right? You, did you read ahead? No. Because... Oh, Do you no. know what our game is for tonight? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about Billy, the, uh, the big mouth Billy Bass. Um, because as I was reading about the, the fur bearing trout, I was like, you know what this is like? And I remembered this. And guess what? It also has a Wikipedia page. And uh, big mouth Billy Bass was a uh, it's an, anth- an an animatronic singing prop representing a largemouth bass uh, invented December 16th 1998 invented it's had <laughs> well i mean mm. <laughs> someone had to bring it into this world and uh, according to wikipedia it was popular in the early 2000s which i think is pretty that's great pretty that's strong that's mm. cited twice sky it was everywhere uh-huh Man. and guess what it wasn't just billy no what? No. What? Did he have a whole family? 
Yes. And guess who you guys are going to be guessing tonight? Billy Bass's family members. You are correct. Oh, Um, goodness. There are... There are the same company, uh, Jemmy, what was it? Jemmy Industries? Jemmy Industries. Yeah. No, Jemmy. This is my my company. My industry. I'm Jimmy. Uh, He, this guy, Jimmy, uh, made uh, a bunch of these animal heads that that sing to us. Um, And I am, uh, I'm going to give you a name and you have to tell me if this is a real one. That they uh, that they actually sold on their on their website, or through you know uh, any every KB toys uh, for the early two thousands, or if this is one I just made up. I have to be honest, I'm less impressed with these than I thought I would be, but they're still pretty good. Uh, so uh, you guys can send your notes to me. The one who gets the most right uh, will will be our leader for tonight and go and get to go first on the fur bearing trout page. We ready? To, we ready to go? I believe so. Yes. Sky, I need a yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need, we can't start without you. <laughs> it's like it's like a vampire. We can't start this game unless unless both of you are are okay with whatever ridiculousness is about to happen. I'm not. I'm not sure why I did so. But on May 5th of this year, I sent you, Kyle, a message that said eight jars of mayonnaise. <laughs> it's because... Uh, <laughs> go for it, Scott. <laughs> That's etched in my brain. One of the opening <laughs> games he did was like the most mayonnaise that a man ate. Oh, it's right. One, one sitting. sitting. Oh, one sitting. gross. Yep. You, were, you were over the amount. It was four jars. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, you got to shoot high. You believe in humanity. Um, (laughs) so we're going to start, uh, so the first one, uh, is Buck the Deer. Uh, Buck the Deer. Yep. So we're trying to decide if this is a, uh, Mm, a a mounted singing product or a Disney character. Um, or Or one that I came up with. (laughs) So the, um, all right. So. Sky, Sky says that's real, mm-hmm. and uh, Tim, you say mounted monstrosity. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a real or fake. That's real. Uh, you are correct. Both of you are correct. It is Buck is a singing deer. Uh, he does exist, and um, he is a he's a friend of of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, the. Uh, he he's most popular during the Christmas season. Apparently, he sings what? a lot of like. Wait a minute. Well, are you implying that he's still being sold? I well, not as not with that name. No, now it's just singing deer, um, and it is uh, it's like it's like mounted singing deer or something like that. Well, that's just um, sad. Most of these are no longer being sold under their under these names or at all. <laughs> I I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, next is Dean Martin. Dean Martin. I mean, like actual Dean Martin mounted on your wall? <laughs> like Dean Martin. No, like the Martin. Like like a Martin, Tim. <laughs> Tim says, uh, a figment of your twisted imagination. And Sky says fake. And you are both correct again. 
That'd be so hard to market. I think that's brilliant, and I'm very sad that they did. <laughs> I can. It's exactly what I imagined: is you coming up and then going, "Oh yes, that's good." Yes. Martin. How about? <laughs> Am I like, like wringing my hands together in this in this? Yes, absolutely. You're twirling a, a non-existent mustache. I have a mustache. <laughs> I wear a mustache too, but it's attached to every. It's attached to other facial hairs, not a mustache. <laughs> you can't twirl it. But it's not non-existent. <laughs> there apparently is a Dean Martin taxidermy. Thank you. But they just taxidermy deer, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems that seems like a waste. <laughs> All right, uh, Travis Trout. Oh man. I think that one's kind of clever, yeah. Uh, you guys both say real, and you are both correct again. I remember this one. Uh, yeah. You I remember, remember thinking this it was one? like a knockoff, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, how about cool catfish? Cool catfish? Cool catfish. Oh, man. This is by far the hardest. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool catfish. Cool catfish. Sounds like a sounds like a nineties video game mascot. Uh, you are uh, you you guys are blowing this out of the water. You are both correct. Oh, it wow. is real. I yeah, really cool didn't catfish think it was. is real. I couldn't. Okay, here's the thing. That one's on the Wikipedia page for Billy uh, Billy Bass. I can't find confirmation of it anywhere on the internet. Mm. So. Either either we're all sharing the same dream, right? Or or we just want it to be real, and I'm cool with that being true too. Uh, how about Sugar Bear? Sugar Bear. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, um. As as um. As mentioned in Elton John, someone saved my life tonight. <laughs> again i you guys are knocking this out of the park well done both of you guys are, got it right we this are one's fake. experienced professionals on dealing with me mountain Is that novelty <laughs> props oh i thought you were gonna just say reading kyle's jokes <laughs> <laughs> dealing with kyle's jokes well that too that too i mean you, yeah you guys you guys do have a degree in it apparently mm-hmm. okay so uh how about uh, Rocky Lobster? <laughs> what? <laughs> Rocky Lobster. Oh. Oh, I get it. Oh, no, that one's tough. <laughs> Damn. You say real. Yes. Sky says real, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You are both correct. <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt there would be a company that could resist. I remember this one. Yeah, it's making like a, a lobster that, that does rock lobster. How could you not yeah, do that? It was popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yes, and I, I looked it up. Yes, that one did exist. Uh, and then the last one I got is John Cougar. <laughs> Tim, how could you? What? <laughs> 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 what did you say, Sky? 
This guy just says, no, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you are, you're both right. It's fake. That's all my uh, fault. But I will fun. never apologize. It's so good. It's so uh. on brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I, I am both pleased and disheartened that you guys got every single one of these right. I'm so excited. I, I'm very happy about both of you here. But, so pro. but, but our, our tiebreaker here. Is going to be even more fun because I did think ahead because I figured, oh, they're going to get this. Um, hey, guys. Oh, no. Uh, Big Mouth Billy, uh, Billy Bass is still being sold. Oh. What song does he sing now? They're going to say like what? He has a different song? Oh, yeah. What did the original he sing? He sang the original one oh. was Bad to the Bone. <laughs> I'm not kidding about that. Uh, oh, God. Okay. okay. So do, do I type okay. this to you? Type that to me, yes. All right. So what if we're both wrong? I'm going to pick the one I like best. Oh, okay. That's how, I mean, that's generally how most of these games work, honestly, Tim. (laughs) All right, Tim, you say, don't worry, be happy, which is a song that he sang at one point, but not since uh, 2004. Oh, no. Um, I haven't been keeping up on my big mouth Billy Baz. (laughs) Uh, hold on, I stand corrected. Don't worry, be happy was still in production through 2014. Oh dang! So you're you're closer That's than you pretty, think. Thank you, sir. Uh, Sky, I want you to know before I say this, the original game was I was going to come up with songs that uh, compared to the actual list of songs that he sang, and I was going to come up with songs that that I would say that he should have sang, and you guys were going to have to tell whether which ones were real and which ones were fake. And you, that's one of the songs that I came up with. Good. <laughs> so it's not true. Uh, no, it's not the right one. But uh, Sky says, Billy's got bass. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite part of this is that in parens, because Sky believed that I would not get this joke, <laughs> just to sell it, in parens, Babies got back and parents. <laughs> Sky, you win this. Yeah. <laughs> you win this round. What well, what was the actual answer? Uh this the song he sings now through since Christmas 2015 according to this is I will survive. Okay. Which, what? It's very Which is such Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's it's kind of meta if you think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Billy has been singing I Will Survive since 2000 as well. That was one of his original songs. The The song that I think of as songs that he has sang, um, song, uh, Take Me to the River, is the one that I recognize Billy Big Mouth Bass that singing. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, that wasn't until, tw- until 2004. And uh, he didn't pick up uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy until about uh 2011 and he sang that through 2014 which oh my gosh it it there's just a whole universe of billy big mouth the and i mean they've actually changed the name of several of it too there's uh for halloween they have big mouth billy bones uh <laughs> they also have uh <laughs> they uh they also have big big mouth billy bass junior 
Um, oh. Big Mouth Billy Bass Superstar sings Act Naturally. Uh, and then the Big Mouth Billy Bass 15th Anniversary Christmas Edition sings both Jingle Bells and I Will Survive. That, so, why what? Why both? Why not? Um, so yeah, congratulations, you guys. I'm so proud of both of you for one, knowing me that well, and two, being game for something as ridiculous as, as this, because we are going to the fur bearing trout. I forgot about this. Heading yeah. The actual game that we're here to play. Okay. To sunglasses. All right. Yes. The fur bearing trout or furry trout is a fictional creature reportedly found in North America and Iceland. According to tales, the trout has created a thick coat of fur. It created it created a thick coat <laughs> of fur to maintain its body heat. Tales of furry fish date to the 17th century, and later the shaggy trout of Iceland. The earliest known American publication dates from a 1929 Montana Wildlife Magazine article by J. H. Hicken. A taxidermy furry trout uh, produced by Rossi Job is a specimen at the Royal Museum of Scotland. It is a trout with white rabbit fur ingeniously attached. Ingeniously is in quotes. Mm-hmm. There are no real examples of any fur-bearing trout species, but two examples of hair-like oh. growths on fish are yeah. known. The cotton mold, sap- saprolinga, can infect fish, which can result in the appearance of fish covered in the white fur. Mm-hmm. A real fish... Mirapana isau, also known as the hairy fish, has hair-like outgrowths and wings. The the hairy fish is also in quotes. Yeah. The hairy fish. I mean, as though it is it is because it is the only one, I guess. Right. I I would like uh you guys, well actually, I'm just going to talk about it here. There is a let's see. There is a description of one getting caught. Okay. Uh, down farther on the page, the United States furry trout. An account of the furry trout appeared in the 1929 Montana Wildlife Magazine was first, first noted by J.H. Hicken. Hicken's account states that when the fish is caught, quote, the change in temperature from this water to the atmosphere is so great that the fish explodes upon taking being taken from the water. What? And fur and skin come off in one perfect piece making it available for commercial purposes and leaving the body of the fish for refrigerator purposes or eating as desired and quote mm. cited oh, so wait huh so so you pull this fish out of the water and suddenly just an explosion uh-huh. and yeah and then on one side of you lands you know like a skinned fish and on the other side of you lands a perfectly shaped, like, furry cutout of a fish. That's that's what this man wants you to believe happens. I mean, that way, it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is why you never find them together. Here's the fur. Here's the fish. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's why I can't bring it back to you, because it exploded <laughs> and fell apart. Yeah, that's why. Uh, Rossi Job is from uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Someone purchased the trout from him and learned that it was a hoax after presenting it to the Royal Museum of Scotland. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> uh, this hoax belongs in a museum. <laughs> uh, 
Yep. It's so good though. Yeah. Because I, I again they they note it as the the white fur of a rabbit being quote unquote ingeniously attached to the fish. Yeah. Uh and quote, that's cited again. I gotta click this. Uh A Tall Tale was recounted by Essie Slouser. It and it states that hairy trout were the result of two bottles of or four dr- jugs of spilled hair tonic. To catch hairy <laughs> trout, fishermen would act as barbers and lure fish from the waters with the offer of a free trimmer shave. <laughs> yeah. How did I miss this? An intentionally fantastical story in Maine, um, and claimed hairy trout. Intentionally fantastical story in Maine and claimed typo. It claimed that hairy trout were under catch and release policy that was enforced by wardens carrying Brannock devices. What is a Brannock nice. device? Um, mm. I don't know. No, oh, is that like a out. measurement thing? It's. I mean, it has to be of some kind. If a fish was caught, uh, the oh, would measure it against. No, the it's it's foot. a shoe measuring device. Oh, uh, if the fish length matched the fisher's shoe size, they could keep it. What? <laughs> Why would that? Oh, oh, read the next sentence. I can't. <laughs> no, nope. Sky, you my, started the sentence. You got to finish it. My Wikipedia is loading. There we go. Um, if the fish's length matched the fish's shoe size, the fish could be eaten and the pelt made into furry slippers. <laughs> Just making sure that everything gets used. Yeah, you got to use all the parts of the not real fish. That's really good. Um, so I need to get, let's see. I mean, slippers are a form of... That's the thing you put on your body. <laughs> that's the closest thing to... Yes. That is the closest thing to a thing that you put on your body. That's right. Uh, I'm going to click on slippers. Perfect. Thank you. Man, yep. I wanted to click on slippers. <laughs> Did oh my you really? gosh, you guys both... Um, But instead right, of clicking Tim. on slippers, I think <laughs> I will click on... Uh, the show Mysteries at the Museum. What? Yes. Wait, where even is that? Uh, in 2014, Mysteries at the Museum visited the Salida Museum and as of May 2014, is expected to be part of a segment in late 2014. <laughs> I oh, guess no. no one updated this one. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the uh, the contents here, on oh, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. Yes. Well, I'm I'm sorry, mysteries at the museum. You you've probably been forgotten a little bit. Uh, I do want to read this bit here. I went I went to the page. Um, oh, okay, so I went to the the Google book for the beasts that hide from man, seeking the world's last undiscovered animals. The um, this actually refers to, or this had a couple uh, clips that were used as citations here, uh, used in this article. Um, okay, so it says here that, uh, the Canadian fur-bearing trout is, of course, a complete fraud, a blatant hoax, but a most successful one. The museum learned of its existence when, already mounted on its informative plaque, it was brought in by its then-owner, a lady who had purchased it in good faith while in Canada, (laughs) and, (laughs) and was anxious to discover more about her remarkable exhibit. Once she learned the awful truth, however, that it was merely a common trout to which the furry coat of a white rabbit had been ingeniously attached. There it is again. Ingenious. She presented it. 
she presented it straight away to the museum. Um, I, I'm assuming they mean like a museum of like frauds. Yeah. But maybe, the, um, I just want to say the next, the very next heading, I'm not going to read the, 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 uh, the uh the post itself or the 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 section itself but the next heading is marco polo's hairy fish very good definitely a band name Mm -hmm. okay uh sky talk to me about slippers slippers are light footwear that are easy to put on and off and are intended to be worn indoors particularly at home why they didn't say that are easy to slip on and off i don't know no no because Um, what? It's two on the nose. It's two on the nose. Yeah. The the recorded history of slippers can be traced back to the 12th century when the Vietnamese had been wearing slippers. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> I mean, that's how you do it, but yeah. They were just wearing like, them, and that's where they... <laughs> we're like, whoa, what are these things? Yeah. <laughs> but in the West, they, the record can only they, be traced to 1478. They slip on and off your foot. What do we call them? <laughs> we just never made um, war- warm shoes that were easy to get on and off until footers. Oh. Um, I would like to note that uh, I think this is the rare case where they do not immediately tie this back to ancient Roman Greece. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I think it finally happened. We found a thing that ancient Roman Greece did not that they were not responsible for. I think you're right. One of the few times. Yeah. Uh, there's a partial list of types of slippers. This is a very small page. <laughs> partial list. <laughs> Open heel slippers. Clothes slippers. What? Slipper boots. No. Sandal slippers. <gasps> Evening slipper. What? Known as the whoa, whoa, whoa. sexy slipper. Oh no. my. Fini- Known as the nope. Prince Finish Albert the slipper. Nope, it's not. Nope. <laughs> Uh, it is made That's, of velvet mm. with leather soles and features a gr- gross grain, grain bow or the wearer's initials em- embroidered in gold. So so specific. Oh, my gosh. Contrary to popular belief, not all shoes with a soft, fluffy interior slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Hold on. <laughs> How is that? Uh, Are they saying that the common, like, if you ask a person on the street, like, hey, if a shoe that has a, if a shoe has a soft, fluffy interior, what kind of shoe is that? Yeah. That they're going to say that, like, nine, nine dentists out of ten are going to (laughs) say slipper. (laughs) For definition, any shoe with a rubber sole and laces is a normal outdoor shoe. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. By definition. But yeah, yeah. Okay, Wikipedia. Yeah. The fictional character Cinderella is said to have worn glass slippers. That would probably be called glass high heels in modern no, no, no. parlance. Yeah, in modern parlance. Oh my gosh. The mo- the motif was uh introduced in Charles Perrault's sixteen ninety seven version of the tale. Um for some years it was debated or it was debated that this detail was a mistranslation and the slippers in the story were instead made of fur. <laughs> uh, but this interpretation has since been discredited by folklorists. Who always go cited. around saying, well, co- contrary to popular belief, um, you know. Derek? You know, not a- <laughs> nope. 
<laughs> Derek the Slipper Man fan holds the, <laughs> ga- <laughs> the guest world record for wearing a pair of dress slippers for 23 years straight as of no. June 30th, 2007. No. Derek the Slipper Man fan. Derek the Slipper Man fan. It's, he's not linked. But no, I'm, oh no, but I'm his, he's cited though. I need to he see. He cited. Him. Uh I found the article that they cite and I will link you guys to it. Hang on one second. Oh man. All right. So slipper facts according to this article. Slipper facts. Uh, the, <laughs> the word slipper dates back to fourteen seventy eight from the much older English word verb to slip. Uh they have special toilet slippers in Japan. In Scotland, slippers are often called baffies. And yeah, and Derek, the Slipper Man fan, holds the world record for wearing a pair of dress slippers for 23 years straight. Okay, I guess you can also call him Slipper Derek. Slipper. That oh, doesn't okay. ring as well. Like, But you know what? I'm not really finding anything. Like, there's no picture of him. Mm. Do we think that Derek is a made up? A you know, a slipper, a slipper fantasy. Yeah, like he holds the Guinness World Record, but I don't see, I don't mm. see. And can you search the Guinness, the Guinness World Records? Let's find out. World records. Ha! Huh. All right, slipper, slipper. <laughs> While you're looking at that, speaking of world records, uh huh. Tonight. Uh, the world record for most chicken wings served was broken. Served? Yes. How does... I'm confused. What do you mean? The world record for most chicken wings served to people. So, like... But, I mean, like, don't... Isn't that record being broken every single day? Like, no, like, in, in one serves, event. Oh, oh, a single thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, How many is it, Tim? Broken by the Village Casino in Bemis Point, New York. Mm. Uh, 40,502 in a two-day <laughs> event. That two is real it's important. Where we grew up. It, it broke its own record of 30,000 in 1982. Oh, uh, this is something they're doing for fun. Yeah. Derek Fan nice. does not show up anything on the Guinness World of Records. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, too. If I search yeah. for, for Slipper, I get the most expensive shoes from a film sold at auction. The largest yeah. collection of banana-related memorabilia. I got that one, too. Yeah. The, lar- the largest handball lesson. <laughs> is that, I mean, is, that, is the handball largest or is it the most people? No one I knows. Can, yeah. The longest slip and slide. Uh, 2,000 feet. Man. It's a lot. Anyway. It's a long, yeah. Uh, talks about the ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland and the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Grandma's slippers and award-winning book. I've never heard of it. Uh, in Hawaii, many and many items of the Caribbean slippers or slippers are is used to describing traditional flip-flops. I don't don't know why they threw sure. that in. Because uh, not a lot of here. Wikipedia. Yeah, I, I've got some. Some slippers are made to resemble something other than a slipper and are sold as a novelty <laughs> item. Well, I'm gonna click on novelty item because there's like novelty <laughs> sunglasses. Did oh and the next sentence I, I appreciate the slippers are usually made from soft and colorful materials and may come in the shapes of animals 
animal paws, vehicles, cartoon characters, etc. Great. Novelty items. Novelty items. All right. Mysteries at the Museum. So Mysteries at the Museum is an hour-long television program on the Travel Channel, which features museum artifacts of unusual or mysterious origins. It's going from 2010 and is still continuing. Wow. It has had uh, 250 episodes. Holy cow, it has. Yeah, each episode is focused on interesting and unusual artifacts held in museums. The show is hosted by Don Wildman and consists of over 100 episodes. Well, now now that you're wrong because you, it just says 250 on the sidebar. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and then basically the entire rest of this uh, entry is lists of the episode titles. Yep. But so many of them are linked. Two oh things. Gosh, right. Um, so just to name a few here, we have Winnie the Bear, Frozen Miracle, and Whiskey Galore. That sounds like a those fun the, night. Yeah, no, those are my favorite Bond girls. <laughs> Green Goddess, Terror on Tuesday, and The Real Great Escape. Mm. Um, Dishwasher, Golden Lake, and Bridge Buster. Those are my favorite um, Mega Man uh, robot masters. <laughs> Very good. Oh, Etch a Sketch, Cowboy Bob, and Pilates. <laughs> That's a full night right there. Uh, Lunar Fender Bender, Opera Angels, and Billiard Balls. Oh my gosh. These are good. These are very good. Sorry, this actually makes me want to watch the show. Because <laughs> these are pretty cool. Uh, Alright, Tim, but you got to pick one of these Fire things. in the Hole, The Gipper's Bombshell, and Electric Tricycle. Oh my, gosh. my favorite warm-up groups before the main, <laughs> before the headliners. I feel like I feel like the next time we need to do like a, a little riff back and forth of like uh, just to warm up before a, before an episode. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite X. These are so good. Uh, okay. Swimming the channel, bricking the bank, and Canyon Survivor. That is so good. Um, okay, <laughs> so I've chosen one that I'm going to uh, click on. What? Which one have you chosen? I am going to choose. The one entitled Miracle on the Hudson. Miracle. Okay. On... Yeah. Which had to do I'm... with a plane. Which is. Oh my gosh. Tim, yeah. you're not. Yeah. You're, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm not. I am. Why did I do this? Okay, Sky. Novelty item. Yes. Uh, it's an Tell object. Tell me about novelty items. It's specifically designed to serve no practical purpose. <laughs> Uh, it's sold for its uniqueness, humor, or simply as something new. Uh, the term also yeah. applies to practical items with fanciful or non-functional additions, such as novelty slippers. That's the third time they've mentioned it across three pages. Is this just... Do people, <laughs> like... Are are there more people that are just, like, really into novelty slippers that I don't get? Like, I don't know. Are they that popular? Uh, they can also be applied to small objects, and, in, and is generally not used... To describe larger items, such as roadside attractions. (laughs) (laughs) Items may have an advertising or promotional purpose, or be a souvenir. Actually, this brings up a good point, though. Like, what is the size that determines that it is a novelty item versus a roadside attraction? Like, where's the the line? It's in the line of, like, what's an object? Go ahead. I'm sorry, you brought me a joke. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, no, no. I, I was gonna say, like, where's the line between... This is a ball of twine to this is the world. This is the largest ball of twine that, you know, go over and check this out. Like, where does it become that thing? 
Yeah, that's tough. Is it just like when it gets like a house when like you build a house <laughs> around it and it's like, well, this is the place you have to come to. Yeah, that's probably it. Like how as soon as you as soon as you put give it a domicile, it's it's now it's a roadside attraction, no longer a novelty item. Right. Toys for adults are often classified as novelties. How dare oh you? Uh, <laughs> some products have a brief period as a novelty item when they are actually new, only to become an established, commonly used product, such as the hula hoop or the frisbee. Wow. Oh dang! Calling them out. Um. There's an educational element on some, like Newton's Cradle or the Drinking Bird. Uh, sex toys are often described as novelty items. Uh-huh. What? Um, like sex dice. That's what it says, and that's linked. Sex dice. Sex dice. Um, some food can be considered novelty items, such as deep-fried Mars bars. Yep. Because you can't eat a bunch of those. Uh, the, in history, the French mathematician and astronomer Pierre Hergon... Uh, sure. describes a novelty item that was a camera obscura in a form of a goblet, which means it's a device that was constructed so the user could spy on others while taking a drink. So it's like a goblet with like mirrors in it, a 45-degree mm-hmm. mirror, so that when you're drinking, you can you can watch people, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you'll look really weird after a while. <laughs> coincidentally, I saw a tweet. Someone tweeted a, th- a, th- a thing earlier. She's at a museum in the UK, I think, somewhere in Europe. And there was like a there was an old chair, I think, from like the 15th century or something that like a king had made. That when you sit in it, like it it said it was tentacles wrap around you, like what? wrap around your arms. It said tentacles. I don't know. Basically, you're held down. There's a mechanism that like dispenses water into the seat, and so your butt gets wet. What? And then when you when you stand up, I guess after you're released, it like there's like a there, there's a weird mechanism and a little mini trumpet in there that toots like you farted, <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. That's what rich I, people do. That's what that, I. <laughs> I guess that would be considered a novelty item. I think we just learned a thing about a whoever de- developed that chair. Yeah. What? One of the more. Excuse me. I'm really confused now. Mm-hmm. We've come full circle already. One of the more popular novelty items in recent history was the singing big mouth Billy Bass, uh, manufactured by Jerry Industries. <laughs> it is estimated that over 20 million original pieces were sold in 12 months. Original pieces as though they are works of art. Right. Uh, so there's oh, a list of... Is that, is that an original Billy? That's, oh, that's, that's what they're going to be saying on Antiques Roadshow in 100 Oh, years. my goodness. Oh, well, you can tell that this is an original Billy because because it has it sings uh, Take Me to the River. Oh, that's a common misconception, though. Uh, it began singing Bad to the Bone. Not a lot of people know that. And that's going to bring the price of this one uh, way up. I'm sorry to tell you that this is actually just a, a tra- Travis Trout. <laughs> oh, no. 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 But, but Grandma saved this. Grandma said. This is really bad. Yeah. Hmm. So there's a list of novelty items here. Like Mexican jumping veins. Snow globes are apparently novelties. Pet yeah. rocks, definitely. The umbrella hat. <laughs> Whoopee cushion. Uh, there is so 
Is this clickable? Ooh, is this a clickable ooh. list? Would you say uh, it's up to Tim? But Tim gets to make the choice. There's Groucho glasses. There's New Year's New, New Year's Eve glasses. Tim, yes. I, I, all right, Sky, you get to click. I don't think all I've right. ever denied a clickable list. Honestly, that's fair because I, I always, love uh, clickable lists. Actually, that's also mm-hmm. true. <laughs> this is a thing that we know about. Mm-hmm. You should have a T-shirt that just. I says. start. Are around sometimes with clickable lists. <laughs> How could I turn yeah. one down? That's oh, true. Oh, that's true. Well, you might want to because uh, you know what Sky just found. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I got to go to Groucho glasses, right? Right. You kind of oh, you're not... not quite there yet. Wow, that's not the one I thought you were going to click. I mean, Groucho but glasses. I... Oh, there's like nothing here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you... <laughs> it's a very small. I was I was getting excited, but this is. <laughs> Were you misled page. by this disguise? <laughs> All right, kind of. uh, let's let's go to U.S. Airways Flight 1549. Yes, Tim. was an Airbus A320 214, which I'm sure excites someone. Which in the climb mm-hmm. out after takeoff from New York City's LaGuardia Airport on January 15, 2009, that is a long time ago, struck a flock <laughs> of Canada geese just northeast of the George Washington Bridge and consequently lost all engine power. Unable to reach any airport pilots. Chesley Sullenberger and Jeffrey Skiles glided the paint plane to a ditching <laughs> in the Hudson River of Midtown Manhattan. All 155 people aboard were rescued by nearby boats, and there were few serious injuries. Accident came to be known as the Miracle on the Hudson. Very true. Uh, I did not realize that. I forgot that their names were Chesley mm-hmm. Sullenberger and Jeffrey Skiles, because those are some great names. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, see here. The uh, the National Transportation Safety Board, or a National Transportation Safety Board official, described it as the most successful ditching in aviation history. Mm. Which, I guess, if you're going to be known for a ditching, you might as well yeah. be known for the best. The best one. The best ditching. So, I, I'm looking at this. They have an image of the actual plane in the water, and... Uh, it has the the way that the doors are open and the little rafts are out because I've never actually uh, seen mm-hmm. the little rafts out. Um, but the way that it's doing it, it makes it look like the plane has its arms up to its head. It's just like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. oh I can't believe I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, it just looks like it's holding its its head in its hands. Yeah, it's, it's it does. Guys, get out! Oh, I hope you are all okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! I goofed I, I'm it. So, I'm so- sorry. <laughs> Aftermath here, uh, there were five serious injuries, including a deep laceration in flight attendant Doreen Welsh's leg. 78 Ooh. people were treated, mostly for minor injuries and hypothermia. Uh, 24 passengers and two rescuers treated at hospitals, with two passengers kept overnight. Just two people kept overnight. Wow. One passenger That's now wears glasses because of jet fuel damaging his eyes. What? No pets were being carried on the flight, which is good. Uh, each passenger later received a letter of apology... $5,000 in compensation for lost baggage, $5,000 more if they could demonstrate larger losses, and a refund of the ticket price. In May 2009, they received any belongings that had been recovered. Uh, in addition, they reported offers of $10,000 each in return for agreeing not to sue U.S. Airways. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. 
In an effort to prevent similar accidents, officials captured and gassed 1,235 Canada geese at 17 locations across New York City in mid-2009 and coated 1,739 goose eggs with oil to smother the developing goslings? Oh, I didn't even know they could do that. What? Why? What? To keep them from... Because Canada geese are dinosaurs, and they're... I mean... Woof, that's just... That's terrible. It is, but they're really hard to control. Wow. They're, they're, they're super oh, intelligent. Yeah, you like, this. you can... Yeah. yeah. They're really smart, and you can only chase them off with so many things before they realize, like, oh, this is just a human trying to get us to not come mm-hmm. here, because we, you know, oh, but, it, but obviously there's food here, so we're going to be here, so mm-hmm. forget you guys with your dogs or whatever else. You know, uh, people use lasers. They use uh, they use horns. They use anything they can. Drones. Wow. But they're just they're really smart, and they just don't care mm-hmm. about most things. It's very hard to get rid of them without killing them. Yeah. Um. So the crew, especially Sullenberger, was praised notably by New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg and New York State Governor David Patterson, who said. We had a miracle on 34th Street. I believe now we have had a miracle on the Hudson. Wow. Miracle on 34th Street wasn't real, Governor Patterson. Yeah, that's not a real thing. No. Uh, Well, okay. Uh, Trying to get to sunglasses. Mm Mm-hmm. Pilots have glasses. Uh Uh-huh. They have a certain kind of glasses. Right. I'm trying to get toward that. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not really seeing you, a lot here, though. You got anything? <laughs> uh, I'm going to click on... Where did it go? The San Diego Air and Space Museum. I doubt oh this gosh. is getting me closer. Oh. I... Okay. Don't judge me, Kyle. <laughs> I I would never, Tim. <laughs> All right, Groucho Glasses. Groucho glasses, also known as nose glasses or the beagle puss. The what? Yeah, sure. Not linked. They're humorous humorous <laughs> novelty disguise, which fu- function as a character, caricature of the stage makeup used by the comedian Groucho Marx in his movies and vaudeville performances. You guys know what this is. It's the goofy glasses with like a nose and oh, big eyebrows. Uh, and a mustache. Yeah. Oh, oh, there you are. You guys know. Um, yeah, they typically consist of black frames uh, with uh-huh. attached features, like the bushy eyebrows, a large plastic nose, a bushy mustache, and sometimes a plastic cigar. <laughs> uh, considered one of the most iconic and widely used of all novelty items in the world, Groucho glasses were first marketed in the early 1940s and are in- and are instantly recognizable to people throughout the world. That's cited. Yeah. Ha. Hmm. Huh. I mean, how would you even cite Groucho. that? Or, hold on, I want. Yeah. Hold on, I want to see this. Uh, all right, Gary, get it. The New York Times Book Reviews, 2000, Volume One, line: the most enduring mask of the 20th century, likely to take their place along comedy and tragedy, or Puccinella and Perrault. Oh my goodness. I I mean, that's a thing, I guess. Yeah, that is a thing. Groucho glasses today are often used as shorthand for slapstick. So that's the whole page. That's the entire glasses page. Glasses is not linked. Nope. So I've either got 
I can click on novelty and go to novelties again. Click mm-hmm. on disguise and go to disguise. Mm-hmm. Eyebrows are close to the eyes, which uh, have the glasses. I actually think you have another one that you're overlooking, but hair. Hmm. Horn rimmed. Horn rimmed glasses would get me to horn. Yeah, that would be good. But also, like, I'm wondering, like, high risk, high reward. Disguise. Uh-huh. <laughs> one of the most, like, just wearing sunglasses and a trench coat is like such Ooh. a, such a like. It's almost as, you know novel is as groucho glasses or as iconic uh it's got to be in there it's got to be in disguise all right i'm gonna click on disguise oh oh my gosh well well our opening image is perfect so enjoy that let's go to the san diego air and space museum san diego air and space museum the sdasm hmm. um sedams <laughs> Is an aviation and space exploration museum in San Diego, California, which makes sense. <laughs> Sadasm promotes itself as one of the largest aviation <laughs> museums in the nation, containing the third largest collection of archives and library. What? <laughs> what? There's nothing on this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just go ahead. Go ahead and read this. Sadasm. It has two restoration facilities, one on site and the other located at Gillespie Field. Let's see here. Um, oh, goodness. 2005, the museum became affiliated with the Smithsonian Institution. It is one of uh-huh. only 10 aerospace museums in the country to have such an affiliation and one of only two affiliated museums in San Diego. Are you excited yet? <laughs> they do have a lot of galleries. Um, I can't wait they got to planes. hear you read about that. <laughs> they got planes in them, Kyle. Planes. <laughs> planes. An albatross. Oh, an albatross diva. <laughs> what? There's an actual plane called a diva? I mean, there has to be at this point. I did not know that. Diva. Oh my gosh, you're right. Like, mm. Yeah. I, I mean, all right, I'm going to mouse over this. Just to, It is. Mm-hmm. It is a real plane. The Diva. Wow. Hmm. Um, on February 22nd, 1978, the electrical building and the museum were destroyed in an arson fire. Several one-of-a-kind other... aircraft were destroyed, including the B-Craft Weeby, the world's lightest oh, aircraft, yeah. W-E-E-B-E-E, Weeby, Aww, and her sister adorable. craft, the Queen Bee. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I mean, it's not her sister if it's the queen. A reproduction I mean, of the, the Spirit of St. Louis, built in 1967 oh, by some of the same people who built the original, was also destroyed, along with 50 mm. other aircraft. Dang. No, damn, sadasm. That's sadasm. I'm going to click on aviation. <laughs> Tim! <laughs> what? What are you doing? He's getting closer. Where do you want me He's... to go, Kyle? He's a word away. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the disguise page is very tiny. I did not. <laughs> it does not cite any sources, which is fitting. <laughs> which is very perfect. Yeah. What are you, uh, oh, man. But, <laughs> no, but share the, share the image of Buster Keaton at the very top. Buster Keaton. There's a picture of Buster Keaton using his tie as a disguise. <laughs> send it over to Tim. It's very good. 
He's he just got his <laughs> he's like got his tie. Looks like a clip, maybe a clip. I don't know how it's holding there. I think it's tied around, but the but the the thing itself has like a smiley face on it. Oh, I thought that was his mustache. I it, I don't know, I don't but know. it's a very funny picture. It's good. So a disguise can be anything that conceals or changes a person's physical appearance, including a wig, glasses, makeup, costume, or other items. Camouflage <laughs> is a type of disguise for people, animals, and objects. Whoa! What? So like everything? Like, I guess. Hats, glasses, Just... <laughs> changes in hairstyle of wigs, plastic surgery, and makeup are also used. I mean, look, plastic surgery is a step above all of this, right? That's not just a disguise at that point. Yeah. I mean, if you're using it to disguise yourself, I guess that counts. I suppose. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> comic books and superhero <laughs> stories, disguises are used to hide secret identities. Sherlock How Holmes do often that? disguise himself as someone else to avoid being recognized. Uh, in science fiction, aliens often take on human appearance wearing human suits. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> Wait, as in like the suits that we wear as humans or like yeah. <laughs> a literal human suit? Right. I think it's a literal human suit. Mm. In epic poker poetry odysseus used the disguise of a beggar to test his family's and servants loyalty upon his return from a 10-year voyage like a big douche like just yeah. a big jerk the I've biggest gone, i've been gone on on adventures for 10 years they better still miss me oh my uh goodness. yeah uh disguises sometimes used in criminal activity and in spying and is common trend in detective fiction and in spy stories amazing uh, Lu- uh arsene lupin uh is that sure. i don't yeah he's i'll go a, with that he's a fictional he's, he's a thief mm-hmm. he has an extreme ability to disguise himself the clay camel one of mandrakes the magician's foes is considered the master of disguise master of the disguise because he's able to mimic anyone and can change his appearance in seconds in seconds master of disguise is not on this page oh no strange. no there's references I'm... nothing <laughs> bizarre so oh. i'm gonna click on glasses i guess <laughs> i mean that seems reasonable <laughs> yep what are you saying kyle <laughs> i don't know tim oh, aviation right. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about aviation this article is about aircraft for the cocktail <laughs> see aviation cocktail oh that's what i wanted all along yeah. Uh, aviation or air transport refers to the activities surrounding mechanical <laughs> flight in the aircraft industry. <laughs> aviation began in the 18th century with the development of the hot air balloon, an apparatus capable of atmospheric displacement through buoyancy. That's mm-hmm. a cool sentence. Aren't we all? I like that sentence. It is. <laughs> the word aviation was coined by the French writer and former naval officer Gabriel Lalandel in 1863. He derived the term from the verb aviaire, an unsuccessful neologism for to fly. Itself derived from the Latin word avis, bird, and the suffix asian. Hold on, hold on. How do you... Mm, I don't... Mm, <laughs> mm, there's got... Mm. How is there not a word for a thing that flies or the like how a thing flies before that? I, mm, I don't think that's true. I... Are you I would like doubting more Wikipedia? Site. 
intensely, yes, all the time. Are you doubting Mother Wikipedia? <laughs> uh, tell me more about aviation, Tim. I don't know if there's anything else here that's good. Um, oh, there's a lot on General this aviation includes all non-scheduled civil flying, both private and commercial. General aviation may include business flights, air charter, private aviation, flight training, ballooning, parachuting, gliding, hang gliding, aerial photography, foot-launched powered hang gliders, air Whoa, what, ambulance, what? <laughs> crop dusting, charter flights, traffic reporting, police air patrols, and forest fire fighting. Mm. Cool. That's a lot of things you can do Very. in the air. Yeah. Uh, that we didn't have a word for before that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, military aviation. Simple balloons were used as surveillance aircraft as early as the 18th century. Over the years, military aircraft have been built to meet ever-increasing capability requirements. Types of military aviation. Fighter aircrafts, ground attack aircraft, bombers. Hmm. Hmm. I might click on bombers. Because they have Uh, jackets. (laughs) And you can go from a jacket and you complete the look with some sunglasses. Good, good. Um, the This sentence here, shortly after that, missiles deliver warheads, which are normally explosives, but also things like leaflets. And that's actually kind of a little bit deeper than I think they intended. Propaganda bomb. Mm-hmm. Are you clicking on bombers? Yes, I am. Okay. Hey, Sky, tell me about glasses. Glasses. They're mostly boring. Uh, <laughs> you know what they are. There's here's the parts of glasses. A pair of eye wires or rims surrounding and holding the lenses in place. Bridge which connects the two eye wires. The chassis, the combination of the eye wires and the bridge. Top bar or bro bar, a bar just above the bridge providing structural support and or style enhancement. Pair of brows or caps, plastic or metal caps which fit over the top of the eye wires for style enhancement and to provide additional support for the lenses. Pair of oh nose gosh. pads that allows a comfortable resting of the eye wires on the nose. Pair of pad arms connects the eye pads to the eye wires. Pair of temples, earpieces, on either side of the skull. A pair of temple <laughs> tips at the ends of the temples. Wow. <laughs> pair of end pieces connects the eye wires via the hinges to the temples. <laughs> oh, he's not done. A pair of hinges uh, connects the end pieces to the temples, allowing a swivel movement. <laughs> Spring-loaded flex hinges are a variant that are equipped with a small spring that affords the temples a greater range of movement and does not limit it to the traditional 90-degree angle. I mean, (sighs) now I know how to make some glasses, I guess. So there are, below in the history, there are several several images that are just meme, like, they're just memes (laughs) waiting to happen. (laughs) They're just just old people with weird-looking glasses looking at things intently. And it just They're very good. It's just I mean, I've seen this meme for sure. Yeah. I've seen this one. <laughs> I was going to say I'm fairly certain I've seen most of these somewhere. Uh I think my favorite is the one with the the guy with the curly hair who has the glasses that are just yes. basically binoculars, like bright gold binoculars that he's holding, but also looks like he's holding his head like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe what mm-hmm. I'm reading here now that I can actually read because I have glasses you mean the glass because I've invented glasses. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good stuff. Very good. Yep. I don't really have much else to say about glasses here. This is a big page. I can see us coming back mm-hmm. to it. Yep. Uh, but there is a whole section on sunglasses. Is there? Yep. Whoa! How'd you get there? Glasses. You know, 
Sometimes it just works out. Yep. Yep. All right. So you're clicking on sunglasses. Hey, Tim. What? What about bombers? Bombers, guess what, is a combat aircraft designed to attack ground and naval targets by dropping air-to-ground weaponry, such as bombs. I mean, they'll never expect it. But. <laughs> Firing torpedoes and bullets or deploying air-launched cruise missiles. And, mm. uh, yeah, you know, we've been uh, we've been dropping stuff on people uh, for a long time. Yep. Uh, and occasionally, though, military aircraft have been used to bomb ice jams with limited success as part of an effort to clear them. <laughs> limited wow. success? Occasionally. It, well, there's three citations for that. Hmm. Uh, uh, York's past aerial bombing breaks Susquehanna ice jams. Also, Susquehanna ice jams. I love their second album. Uh, they're a great uh, ice hockey team. Oh, okay. Even better. Russian planes bomb ice jam, uh, which that's an act of war. Uh, Russian fighter jets bomb 40 kilometer ice jam to prevent flooding in Vologda. Wow. They, they do have three different times that this happened. That I was not expecting that <laughs> recently. Oh my gosh. One of them was in 2018. Uh, uh, hmm. Uh, I question some of these people's decisions. Huh. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Hey. hey. Uh, well, let's go on to sunglasses. The, the, the page that we came all this way to see. Yep. Informally called Shades. They're protective oh, yes. eyewear. Designed to prevent blight, bright, bright, blight sunlight. Blight. blight sun- well, I mean, that's not wrong. Bright sunlight and high energy visible light from damaging or discomforting the eyes. It can also function as a visual aid, as variously termed spectacles or glasses exist. What? Featuring lenses that are colored, polarized, or darkened. In the early 20th century, they are also known as sun cheaters. I will never not call them that. Cheaters then being an American slang term for glasses. Yep. For the rest of my life, they are sun cheaters. Sun cheaters. Uh, prehistoric and historic time, Inuits, uh, Inuit people wore flattened, uh, walrus ivory sunglasses, uh, looking through little narrow slits to block the harmful reflected rays of the sun. It is said that the Roman emperor Nero... Oh, No, this is great. This is great. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) It is said that the Roman emperor Nero liked to watch gladiator fights with emeralds. These, however... Appear to have worked rather like mirrors. <laughs> so what? He's, he's apparently just watching himself. I don't know. Hold on. These were not so, like, sunglasses. The ter- term is not. Oh, no. Sorry. Sun- sunglasses. Nope. This isn't it about that. Anyway, go on. Sorry. What were you going to say? Uh, the way that's. Uh, okay. So he's just out here with. Oh, my gosh. He's cyclopsing this. He's just out here with with shiny stones in his glasses so that, you know, but but I really like the way that I'm reading this differently, though. It said that the Roman Emperor Nero liked to watch gladiators, gladiator fights with emeralds. And I really want it to just be that the gladiators are out there with a bunch of emeralds. Yeah, fighting. These stones are so hard. Uh, Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping actually happened. Not the thing that I'm imagining where he literally just stuck a couple uh, emeralds in some glasses so he could protect everyone from his eye beams. 
Oh man, this is from Planning the Elder, apparently. Oh my god! So of course, <laughs> totally trustworthy. Yeah, he discussed various precious stones made by the Romans. Uh, it was often translated as emerald, but was in fact a category of green stones that included, but it was not limited to emeralds. <laughs> man, there's a whole there's a whole history here. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. I like this here. This it says that sunglasses made from flat planes of gla- of smoky quartz uh, were mm-hmm. often, which offered no corrective powers, but did protect the eyes from glare. Were used in China. Um, ancient documents describe the use of su- such crystal glasses by judges in ancient Chinese courts to conceal their facial expressions while questioning witnesses. Ooh, dang! That's really good. Wearing the, in their sunglasses inside to. <laughs> I don't so I can. So I can. <laughs> judge people without having people notice my facial expressions yeah i guess Um, oh that's really good uh oh man that's hmm. well i mean also further down the page if you want to talk about um I, i mean there is an interesting thing here i did not realize this but uh there if you've seen sunglasses with a little c e stamped on it yeah uh, that is supposed to be a European mark that indicates that the glasses actually offer a safe level of sun protection. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that's supposed to let you know. Uh, if it is... Um, because because the, uh, the, the levels that you can see them at are, uh, you know, category zero, uh, which protects 80... Or which uh, only covers... Um, uh, well, let, let's through about 80 to 100% transmission. They're for fashion, indoor use, or cloudy days. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize this, but you're supposed to have multiple pairs of sunglasses. Um, but you have to, to get full UV, UHV protection. Um, you're looking for glasses that are looking that are covering uh, everything but about 3 to 8% of the transmission, which that's an amazing amount. Too. That is a lot, yeah. So, mm-hmm. But they're saying that that is uh, intense sunlight for high mountains and glaciers, not for use when driving or on the road. <laughs> uh, hey, Tim, they do talk about aviators. They do. Well, <laughs> finally, someone does. <laughs> Came around in the 1940s, became popular in the 1980s because of, of uh, Top Gun. Then became mm-hmm. popular again in around 2000 when the hippie movement experienced a brief revival. Good. And it was featured in... Jackass. Okay. Oh, I mean, why not? Um, so, did you guys ever wonder why they use different colors for sunglasses? Because I, I did not realize that it actually makes a difference. No, I've, I've been wondering that. So, it says here that gray and green lenses are considered neutral because they maintain true colors. Brown lenses cause some color distortion, but they increase contrast. Right. Uh, turquoise lenses are good for medium and highlight conditions because they are good at enhancing contrast, but they don't cause significant color distortion. Yellow is optimum for object definition, but creates a harsh visible light. Amber allegedly makes distant objects appear more distinct, especially in snow or haze. These, these lenses are popular with skiers, hunters, boaters, and pilots, um, which that's why aviators are that color. Um, apparently. Uh, blue and purple lenses are popular with shooters as they increase the contrast of orange targets against green foliage or grass backdrops. Makes sense. I did not know that. Huh. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, wraparounds are here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't talk like Guy Fieri is not listed here, which is <laughs> bonkers to me. It's like that's so iconic. <laughs> they talk about Yoko Ono and Clint Eastwood, Dirty Dirty Harry films. Oh, geez, weird. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the other ones that they have here, uh, I didn't know that the T shades here. I did not know that was an actual name of a style of glasses. Yeah, uh, they're the very round ones uh, with a with a wider nose bridge, uh, and like thin the thin arms. Yeah, um, I did not realize that, that was called a T shade, which I just think My is a favorite great name. rapper. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thanks, Tim. Cool. Yeah, I don't have anything else to talk about. Okay. I mean, there is uh, there is other names here: shades, glares, nope. glints, sun spectacles, speckies. Sunglass, sunshades, dark glasses, dark glasses, sunnies, smoked spectacles, solar shields, <laughs> stunna shades, glex, and cooling glasses. I nope, there's still sun shooters. Sorry guys. Uh well congratulations, Sky. And uh Tim, well well done. I, I'm sorry I picked on you. You you did a good job. This was a rough one. <laughs> um but uh, if you guys would like to join us on more trips across Wikipedia where we find out uh, alternate names for sunglasses and learn about the fur-bearing trout, uh, you can find us on our, on our website at wskbcast.blogspot.com. You can check us out on Twitter uh, at wskbcast. You can search us on Facebook by, just, uh, by searching for We Should Know Better. Uh, and if you want to look for us on iTunes or wherever you pick up your podcasts, uh, that would be pretty cool. It would be even cooler of you if you left a review, you know, just, just for fun. You just, just leave us a short review. We'll, we'll say, we'll say nice things about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, so which of you, uh, which of these, uh, uh rather, um, what kinds of sunglasses do you guys own? Do you actually own like your fa- a favorite pair of sunglasses? I do not own any sunglasses. The only what? pair really? of sunglasses no, I because own. I have glasses. <laughs> That's bad. You have you don't have transitions, do you? I used to, but then I I realized that like they would always have at least a little bit of tint to them. Mm. And I actually want to see things brighter more often. <laughs> <laughs> like I just want to have a default just regular brightness, so I stopped using them. So, okay. Do you, you do you have like the ones you put on your glasses? Yeah, I was gonna say no. well, Tim. Ooh, why not? I need to. I've never. Does your sunglasses just don't like? They're not a big thing for me anymore. Like not a big thing. Is your eye doctor? <laughs> I'm surprised your eye doctor isn't like, what are you doing? What are you doing, bud? He is after he hears this episode. He will be. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't stare at the sun. Mm. I don't. I just don't go out in it. <laughs> <laughs> um we gotta get you some flip up glasses. I mean that's this is all I gotta say. Like they're so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> uh I, I have to be honest, when I wear my normal glasses, I also do not wear any kind of sun but I usually wear a hat or something in that case, so I've at least got like some kind of shade over my eyes a little bit. Thing. But uh, yeah, I don't do the flip up glasses. I do actually know someone who uh, kept uh, the little magnetic clip on glasses and the moment they went outside would, would reach into their pocket and get them out of the little the little pouch that they had in the tick, 
right onto their glasses every time. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> All right. It, you know, you're taking it seriously, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but anyway, so uh, I would uh, I would encourage you guys to go look at, look for your favorite pair of sun cheaters and, uh, you know, put them on in celebration. I guess, Sky, you're the only one who can uh, for winning tonight. So congratulations. Yay. Deal with Yay. it. Yay. <laughs> and say, dang it, Tim, you beat me yep. to it. All right, you guys, have a good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, that was going to be my parting line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to uh, eclipse you. Oh, oh no. no. No, Tim. Zip. Zap. Zap. Woo. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay. Whoa. I'm ready. I was warming up my <laughs> vocals. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did it? It makes a fun pattern on the on the oscilloscope. <laughs> did you just did you just like draw a cougar or something like that? Yes. You gotta be careful when you start podcasting <laughs> that a cougar is not um, sneaking up behind you. <laughs> yeah, just scares the crap of out of you, mauls you. <laughs> Well, we got our stinger out of the way. Mm -hmm. Let's get to the actual show. <laughs>